Emma Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your T-Lo, Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm here with the Low in your T-Lo, Lorenzo, because my lovely husband. Hello. How are you doing? Fine, excited. We are boosted, baby. I know. Got our booster <laughs> well, shots. That, that, yeah, because we're going to have a very big Thanksgiving, and I want to make sure that, yeah. I'm, that I'm layered. <laughs> and we got our booster shots, and it's interesting because um, we got them uh, through the same way we got our COVID shots through a family member who works for a public health company. So I we had to go back to the place where we got mm-hmm. our COVID shots back in March, and it was really weird being back there because... It was hard not to reflect because when we went to get our first COVID shot, it was March 7th. No. Yeah, I think it was March 17th. I think it was Probably, St. Patrick's I don't Day. Remember, yeah. um, the two of us were so weirded out because it was the first time we had been in a public... Actually out. Like, inside a yeah, public yeah. space. Like there was a waiting room. There were people. Right, right. And, and we just it, we had spent so much... We've talked about it before, but our lockdown was severe. We were locked right, down right, for right. a year. So then I went. We went back this because week because we could do it. Let's just we, make sure we've gone over <laughs> we that. We're that. privileged yeah. enough that we could do it, and we work from home. Um, but to go back to that space uh, in the and it just it was really weird being back there because it immediately brought me back to that right, whole right. like we were just weirded out. I being remember around the first people. time I was sweating and and stressed out and just and in anxious. the months since yeah. we went on planes, yeah. we went to Las Vegas, we did book right. tour stuff like. Because we thought it had ended. Well, it, we're not getting into that. It is, it is, we're just going to wind up living with COVID. But right now, things are looking better. And I really don't want to do, this is the thing. We spent so much time today hashing out what we were going to talk about. And one of the things that we always wind up checking off the list is, let's not do another COVID or let's not do anything that has anything to do with COVID. And let's not do anything that has anything to do with social media stuff. Like, we're always ruling I that know. out. And I don't know what it is about November. I mean, we're only five days into it, but I'm not feeling <laughs> not feeling the zeitgeist. Like we, we were batting around topic. Believe me, we have topics for today's podcast. But when we were batting them around, we we were like, "Is there any show? Is there any movie?" And there's just nothing that's really setting us on fire at the moment. We've already walked away from Project Runway because I'm, mm, I'm just I don't have the. No, it, I don't it, have the bandwidth for it. I barely have the bandwidth for uh, Drag Race, which we're behind on those. And the Italian version is coming up right. in like two the weeks. The thing is, the, the the more we do this, the, the more emails we get with screeners and things like that. And it's just hard to go through everything and it find is. what you want to talk about. And it's just a lot. So if it's if you don't feel it, just move on. And, and Project Runway, unfortunately, is one of those. Um, I watched it, but it's, just, it's, it's the same... It's the same every single episode. And uh, I know there was a big drama-filled thing right. a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't watch it, but then I read about it, and I thought, nope, don't want to be recapping that right. at all. Right. I have no right. desire to revi- to visit that. So, I'm, I mean, if people are enjoying it, great. I'm not here to badmouth it, but um, we have moved on. Right. We have moved on from Project Runway. That doesn't mean we've moved past it or we've grown past it. We've simply moved on, like 15 right. years devoted to... Uh, recapping that show, and we're we're done. We're pretty much done. Anyway, um, there are movies coming out and TV shows that are coming out soon. I know there was one we almost talked about, but then we're embargoed. We can't really talk about it for a couple more weeks, and I really wish we had seen Spencer, which is releasing today. I know, and we, we got invited gone. to... to uh see it and we just got very we busy just and we didn't go, go but and I same thing with it. eternals yeah all these movies although we, frankly we I, them I haven't admitted this yet but i don't really have a lot of interest in eternals really? and huh, interesting. I, I think that's the general response to it is um i just don't think people are excited about uh-huh. it it's just the problem with these well what happens with marvel and i mean this is eventually going to happen with both companies is that the further away you get from the Underoos characters, the characters that, you know, had cartoons when you were, or have some sort of recognizability. <laughs> right, right. Um, when you have to do these exhaustive setups explaining who these characters are, and from what I've heard about the Eternals, that's, or Eternals, um, a lot of the film is just exhaustively explaining these immortal beings who've been living on Lula, and they have to explain how they slot into a larger continuity in which the Avengers exist. But, um, I, but I guess, and I think the further you get away, when you have to, 
the great thing about certain like Spider-Man and Thor and Wolverine and Iron Man is they can be explained in one sentence. That's what same right, thing with Superman, right. Wonder Woman, Batman. The big ones, the really successful ones, the iconic ones can be explained in one sentence. And Eternals, I know we Etern- the Eternals from the comics and I'm like, yeah, that is just not something. And they they all have really goofy names like Kingo and Thena right, and right. like just really goofy. It's just a hard, hard sell. I, I think the great thing about it is that you introduce different characters from different backgrounds and ethnicity. You know, you're not stuck with a white. No, I Superman I, and and Wonder Woman's of the I world. Of the world, that, but uh, you get to 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 experience other characters. I mean, otherwise, it wouldn't have like Kamal Nanjiani doing his character, and you know, I just wish they. Um, they gave those actors something to work with. And I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I've right. seen it. I've heard enough about it and I know enough about the background story that I'm like, yeah, that's not going to make a, that's not the kind of Marvel movie that, you know, like uh, and Avengers. It's just not that kind of movie. And I think it's going to turn people away from it. Mm-hmm. It'll probably do fine. I know it had a really good preview night last night. One of the third biggest of the year. Don't get me wrong. But the it's one of the worst reviews reviewed Marvel films. Really, and, um, I didn't know that. I just feel I wondered this all through actually lockdown because um, you know Marvel um, Avengers Endgame was such a juggernaut of a film. It was just this massive, massive thing that sucked up all the energy that year. And then the pandemic came, and I I think. Marvel had a lot of plans for what they were going to do post Endgames, and the pandemic sort of interrupted that, and their momentum changed, and suddenly the focus was on much smaller things like WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, and they they have obviously they did um, uh, the Black Widow film, but even that, I mean, uh, Scarlett Johansson wound up suing Disney over it because people didn't think of it as a theatrical film. They thought of it as a streaming film. Right. That's that's the thing. They didn't go to a movie theater to so, see. Yeah, to that, see that, it on that a big event screen, yeah. film uh, momentum that Marvel had coming off of Endgame was just completely interrupted. And their first big entry, uh, re entry into the MCU, is with these sort of esoteric characters that don't feel like Marvel. It doesn't look like a Marvel film. So. I mean, I appreciate that risks were taken. I'm not speaking out against, say, diversity or, or or against Chloe Zhao doing the you know the the directing of that film, the Academy Award winner. But you know, I just could it sm- I could yeah, I could smell it. And I'm not saying I could smell that it was bad. I'm, I'm just like I can smell that this one is not going to grab people. The momentum's done on those Marvel, and they really have to build that stuff back up. Mm-hmm. And it, if from where I'm sitting, I feel like. They really should be focusing, like they have that Hawkeye series coming up, and that looks a lot of fun. Like maybe they should be focusing on these sort of smaller explorations of their universe instead of these big budget introductions of all of these characters that just, I don't think are setting people on fire. And I also feel that there's a problem when you start, I didn't mean to talk about this today, but uh, there's a problem when you put that many movie stars in a superhero movie, uh, and it's full of characters you never heard of. So people aren't seeing the character of Thena, the Eternal. They're seeing Angelina Jolie, because who the hell's Thena? All they can see up there is Angelina Jolie. True. That, that's very true. Um, yeah. All of those characters are, you know, you don't know. Richard Madden plays Icarus, but all anyone freaking sees is Richard Madden. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani plays Kingo, but come on, who remembers those names? They're such goofy names. These are... You know, especially her. And then Salma Hayek. She played, I forget what her, oh, Ajax. Ajax. Um, you see Salma Hayek. Like, this, she's playing some no-name character that most people don't even know. And it's kind of hard to explain. And all you can see is Salma Hayek. All you can see is Angelina Jolie. So, I mean, I know Robert Downey Jr. was a well-established movie star at the time he did Iron Man. But he's he he was actually had a huge but, downfall and then was trying to bring himself right. back up. But even I knew Iron Man. Come on. Like I said, under his characters. Anyway, didn't mean to get into that. We were, we have, like I said, there's not a lot going on right now that we're really super into. There is stuff coming up on the horizon, you know, TV shows and stuff. But right this week in particular, we were both like, eh. yeah, I've, I've been watching stuff, but I can't talk about it yet. So uh, right. that's the, so instead we're going to do hot celebrity gossip. No, yes. we're actually going <laughs> to, we are, there's a couple of stories in a way, yeah. bouncing around that we thought we would weigh in on. And actually, because I'm doing so much talking, I want you to kick the first one off, which is 
Because you're the one that's so excited about it. So go. I'm very excited. Well, first of all, I love Josh Con- O'Connor. He's Josh amazing. O'Connor who played Prince Charles in The Crown. Yes, but also, you know, uh, he's a fantastic actor. I discovered him. I mean, I know he's done stuff way before the movie God's Own Country, but that's when I discovered him and his talent, amazing talent as an actor. Uh, it's a fantastic movie called god's own country uh he plays a young unhappy farmer and uh they hire someone else another guy uh yeah, to work on the farm and i'm sure you guess what's going to happen they but that's have, not what you're excited have, about no I'm, I'm trying to explain josh o'connor okay, and uh, he um he they have a relationship it's a great movie directed by francis lee is a fantastic movie my point the reason why I'm bringing this up is because he plays a gay character, um, and you know, and now he's playing another gay character, which is interesting. In what? Uh, in the movie, uh, what's the name of the movie? Oh my god! Now I have to remember uh, what it's called. Um, it's an it's a uh, history of sound. That's the name of the movie. Uh, he um, they he it's a, it's also another gay drama, uh, and he's. Starring with uh, Paul Mascal uh, from uh, Normal People, also very famous right now. So these two amazing, talented actors are going to be working in this new movie called History of Sound. I'm excited about it because I, I think he's a great guy, very talented. I love the first movie he did, God's Own Country. And now he's going to do another gay character, which is interesting. And I, I do love him. I love everything about him. I don't know him, obviously, but the fact that he... He takes, you know, he he's not afraid of anything. You see how he dresses on the red carpet. He he's not afraid of having to always portray that that's depict this idea of a straight man all the time. You know, he's always taking chances and with what he wears. He wears a lot of loewe, as we learned. That's the way you pronounce it. Anyway, I just like him as a character. I'm excited about the movie. Uh, you know, you can talk about uh, straight men playing gay characters, but we already talked about this. And the way I feel it is that if the straight guy is not a homophobic, I don't have a problem with that. That's the, I'm that's kinda, to be very honest. Yeah, I know we've waited on this before and I've kind of, you know, there are, there are definitely arguments to be made for why gay actors should play gay characters. The most... The most important of which is to give gay actors, you know, especially when we're talking big movies and stuff like that, lead roles. I, I do think there is a discussion there to be had about allowing gay actors a crack at those roles so that they're not, um, you know, uh, so that they have that opportunity. On the other hand, I'm not offended when when straight actors play gay. I'm really right. I, I, I'm just past this point. I know it was a big deal and for a long time, but I kind of feel this isn't the. This isn't the topic right now. I think it's more important that we make sure that trans actors get to play trans characters rather than casting cis actors in those roles. I I just, I don't feel strongly anymore about straight actors playing gay, unless those actors are problematic for gay people in some way. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think, I think we should uh, focus on, on, on giving everybody opportunities, uh, you know, whatever role, you know, they're playing, uh, gay people playing straight people and, and so on. Um, so so that we were not having this type of conversation um but anyway i'm excited about the movie it it's it, i haven't read the story yet but you can find it online and you can actually read it I, I, it's a it's a short story but i'm excited that it, the the movie history of sound is also directed by um oliver hermanus uh he directed mophie he's from south africa and he directed another gay movie called mophie about soldiers uh in in south africa Excellent movie, by the way. Um, so I'm excited that he's directing this movie uh, too. Anyway, uh, be, again, I'm I'll, I'll watch anything that Josh O'Connor does. So I'm excited. He's obsessed about. with Josh O'Connor. I there's, am obsessed. I, there's yeah. um, there are times when I have to <laughs> talk you down where he's like, we have to feature Josh O'Connor, and I'm like, there's there's a limit to how much Josh O'Connor we can put on the front page in terms of solo posts. I'm you know, create my own site, Josh yeah, O'Connor site. <laughs> exactly. If you want a Josh O'Connor fan site, you go right ahead. Anyway, um, I think he's very talented, and I appreciate that he's just you know he likes to try things. Um, sure, I like him. I think he's a charming actor, and I do think he has a charming style i really don't get the paul mescal stuff i don't yeah you keep saying that. but because yeah. i'm i'm irish i'm irish <laughs> american and uh, he he is just the most average looking irish dude i've ever seen in my life and i honestly do not get why people fawn all over him but i don't want to be you mean know, about someone's looks, right because i don't have anything mean to say about his looks it's just simply he's 
very, very average looking to me, and people treat him like he's, yeah. you know, Jamie Dornan or something. The thing is that sometimes some average are hot. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, but... I, I, I think he's, I think he's sexy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and the accent. Of I'm course, very much not Irish into accent. Irish guys at all. I yeah, never. Well. I just like I said, I brought up Jamie Dornan because he's like one of the few. I even said that to I you know, this you morning, did. where I was like, "See, that's a beautiful Irish man," <laughs> and he doesn't, in, to my eyes, look all that Irish. The Irish and Scottish. no, Tino shade yeah. against the Irish. There are plenty of beautiful people who are Irish, but um, generally speaking, that was not the type. That has never been my type. Guys who look like they could be related well, to me. Well, Irish men are very hot. I, if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always say I, Lorenzo loves my freckles, and I'm like, yeah, people who oh, have freckles, on, they don't. don't. They just see that as pre-skin cancer. I know. They don't say, say it as something. You ruined it for me, I actually. Know I yeah. I, I was there like, are, oh my God, I love your freckles. And he kept saying, that's There cancer. are so many things I've ruined for you over yes. the years. But one thing I've not ruined for you is your socks, because yes. we both have drawers full of Bombas socks. Yes, we do. When it comes to my socks, they must be comfortable. And Bombas socks are the most comfortable I've ever worn. But that's just one reason why we love them. The other is the good we're doing being Bombas customers. For every Bombas item you buy, they, don't an item, they donate an item to those experiencing homelessness. Bombas started making socks after learning they're the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Then they started making underwear and shirts. Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft and made to last with their 100% happiness guarantee, to which I can ex- I can attest. I am 100% happy with my... And, you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast, when we We've have a Bombas live read, yeah. oh my God, I love them. They, anyway, with their 100% happiness guarantee, they are confident you will be happy with your Bombas products or your money back. From fabric to fit to feel, everything Bombas makes is made to feel good on everyone. Um, I am not currently in the market for new Bombas socks because I have an entire drawer full of them. However, I have gone to the Bombas site like three times in the last month because they're constantly posting new stuff and the weather's changing and I want some warm woolen socks and they have such cute collections and I'm dropping hints for Lorenzo right now for what I want for Christmas. Okay. I I have pointed out which ones I want. I know. Um, But I have, you know, the entire range of their athletic socks. I have their ankle socks. I have their uh, dress socks. Socks, and I have uh, their wool socks. I have their pride collection, and I also have last year's holiday collection. And I love every single one of them. They're they are amazing. just the best yeah. socks. They come with up with the best designs, mm-hmm. the best color combinations, and they're comfortable. And they hug your feet. And I think I run out of compliments, but I do love them. And get this: thanks to Bombas customers, they've just donated their fifty millionth clothing item. That's fifty million brand new pairs of socks, underwear, and shirts given to those in need. There's so much more comfort to have and so much more to give with Bombas. So get 20% off your first order at bombas.com slash T-L-O. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash T-L-O for 20% off your first order. Bombas.com slash T-L-O. All right, we're moving on to hot celebrity gossip. Um, Actually, it's not really, but... We're going to talk about a few celebrity things that have popped up this week. One of them, one of them that just popped up last night, I can't say I have a ton of thoughts on, is what appears to have been the surprise news that Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo were yeah. cast as Galinda and Elphaba in the film adaptation of Wicked. You know, I am not super, super uh, finger on the pulse when it comes to Broadway to theatrical adaptations. So I don't, I mean... I feel like we're both really good about entertainment news in general. We, in general, we know who's up for what roles, who's in discussion for what roles. We follow a lot of entertainment journalists, and right, right, it's right. part of our job. Right. We read a lot. But I haven't heard anything about this, and it seems to me when it was announced, the general response, even among journalists, was like, oh. Like, I don't think there, there didn't seem to be a lot of rumors going around that these two were, like, these are pretty iconic theatrical roles and this it's been in development as a movie for at least 15 years i think um i have not seen wicked live so i i'm not some huge yeah broadway theater fan i know the songs yeah i know the songs yeah um this i ariana grande in a lot of ways seems like a a no-brainer like uh, this was the role that kristen chenna with made famous on broadway and i'm like all right that's someone who can step into her shoes i think cynthia revo is a really interesting choice for alphabet and not just because she's black um because adina menzel made that role her own and we're talking very different vocal style i mean 
Uh, Cynthia Revo is a powerhouse, which is exactly what that role requires. She is amazing. So um, I'm really, I, I just think, and I also think those two act, you know, it's hard to think of Ariana Grande as an actress, but she has done a lot of musical she theater. Done? She's done like the, um, I didn't know that. Hairspray huh. Live. Oh, and right, she's, right. She, yeah. She's done some stuff and she actually, I don't think she's bad. I think she's got pretty good comic timing and she's obviously got the voice. Um, so I think the energy of those two actresses are really interesting. And I think it would be real. They, they, you want a sort of confrontational, you don't want them. They should be very different and they should right. feel very different. Their styles, their persona and everything. So I think that's part of the reason why the response to it seems to have been almost universal first surprise. And then mostly universal like support. Right. Yeah, I agree. The thing is that, I'm, I'm, I actually like the choices because I think they, they both have incredible voices. They do. Adriana, uh, Ariana Grande has um, uh, an amazing voice. Uh, uh, you know, she does a lot of pop stuff, but when you listen to her, right. it, it's, it's an incredible voice. And Cynthia Erivo, my God, she can act, act she can sing, right. she, she's, she, she has everything. That's another one I have to tell Lorenzo. We're not doing another <laughs> solo post for her. She's that always woman on the will red go card. to the opening of an envelope. Like she, <laughs> oh my God. she never misses a red, God bless her, she never misses a red car, but clearly it's paying off for her career-wise. Well, maybe that's what she was doing. Exactly. Yeah. But Preparing I, everyone. There are times when I'm like, okay, we've covered her four times this week. <laughs> we can't do another one. It, it's funny because it's a kind of language that I didn't have before. You know, in the past, I, I would see someone on the red carpet or, or in a magazine. I was like, oh, all right, well, there there she is or there he is now i was like does he have a movie does she have a well that's always the <laughs> first she have, thing yeah that's always now I mean, my, writing about my them, thinking it's yeah. like all right does she have a movie does he have what what's what's coming people don't realize <laughs> it but those little 250 word posts usually anyway, have about an hour but, of um research behind but my each point one is of them that they're always promoting something and yes. and because she's been on the red carpet all the time we should have <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I shouldn't be surprised that now she's you know they announced that. Right. I'm 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 happy for them. I I kind of like. I don't know. It's just me. I don't like when singers act in a movie, but sometimes they can do it. They can pull it off. So uh, I think they both. Well, first off, she's an actress. No, and no I'm she, talking about Ariana Grande. So. I, I have no. Honestly, I don't have any doubts with her as a performer. Ariana, right? Ariana. Grande. Ariana Grande. One of the first. Um, reviews on apple posted of our this podcast was a negative review because you'd think these two queens would know how to pronounce her name correctly oh, i'm sorry ariana grande i think we were saying grande and it's really grande and she says grandy anyway why are we anyway ag um <laughs> i think it's fun i think it sounds exciting and i think it's going to be a really interesting adaptation i can't wait to see them both in makeup and costume yes that's probably uh, months months and months away i'm not a broadway queen I, I i know about these shows but i'm not a fan i have to admit i'm getting excited about spielberg's west side story really i am hmm. i don't i never felt it was blasphemous to redo a film 60 years after the original uh i do feel there is uh, a point to be made that first off um it it would be interesting to try a more racially and ethnically appropriate cast than the mostly white um, 1961 cast. And also, there is a point that while the story is timeless, it is a Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. story, it is almost literally timeless, um, West Side Story, the film, 1961, has become very dated. Uh, so it would, I'm really interesting. You don't think that film's dated? It is dated, but the message still there. I know, I, but the style I, of filmmaking is very dated. The dialogue is very dated. Even the dancing is very dated. Um, it is a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. you know, the sound of music is a masterpiece and it's dated. Cabaret is a masterpiece and it's dated. It's fine. I mean, saying something is dated is not a, no, I, I see what a you're criticism. saying. Yes, yes. Um, I just want to add that, uh, I was actually uh, on Netflix watching a documentary about Rita Moreno or Marino, your choice. Anyway. Um, I was going to bring that up. Yes. And it's called Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It. And, you know, I was in bed, wasn't doing anything. So I was like, let me just watch this. I loved it. I had no idea she was in so many movies that I've watched and never recognized her because she, the makeup is so hard and, you know, they made her look like an Asian woman or too dark or whatever. Um, or you can barely see her in the scene. But she's done so much. She's been through so much. Right. Um, and she's very open about it. If you watch the documentary, she talks about 
Right. Things very openly. We uh, interviewed her. It yes. must be close. It's over 10 years ago. Uh, it was a phone interview for Mentorsource magazine. And um, even that, like, she's 90 now? She's got to be I around think, it. Yeah. Uh, but even then, we were shocked at how sharp she was. And she has, she's no less sharp now. She's, there's just no, mm-hmm. she's not wearing her age at all. Not really. Um, and she's a fascinating, int- supremely intelligent, one of the yes, smartest yes. people, celebrities I think we've ever interviewed, where you could tell, like, oh boy, this one's smart, like super smart. Um, really loved her, really came away from that interview with newfound respect for her, and, you know, yeah, she's great, yeah, but it's so a great documentary, sorry. Gr- no, that's, I, I'm just bringing that up because, uh, as I said, I didn't know she was in so many movies, like right. very important movies, uh, but for a brief second, but you know, she has she has a long career. I mean, she's done a lot. You know, when you, because sometimes you just think about the movie, this movie in particular, but right. you don't think about all everything else she's done. Anyway, very interesting. She talks about her daughter. She talks about everything. I know she said some you know stupid things lately, but she's still an amazing right. woman and and you know fighter. And I I I I think she's great. So anyway, I recommend the uh, documentary. Yes, I am excited. About the new movie, I guess, but again, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a musical person. I, I'm. I'm. I'm really interested in seeing what Spielberg does with it, having uh-huh. never done a full length, a feature length musical. Didn't you think that it looked exactly like the, the not, older version in I terms mean, of you know print it's by print? It's the same play. They're uh-huh. they're working from the same book and the same you know it's the same right. musical. So it, how different can it be? Um, I don't know yet. I right. stylistically, a lot of it does look the same. Um, but that is why I'm curious. I'm I can't imagine that it would be an unimaginative retelling that's just not spielberg he would have a reason to want to do this and it wouldn't be to remake a 60 year old film he right. would want to do some version of it that feels like him and you know i'm i like for he's you know how old is spielberg he's got to be close to 75 himself and um i think it's great that he's stretching himself into new directions you know I, i'm curious i just want to see it so Anyway, I didn't mean to get off on a, on a ramble about that either, but that's fine because, like I said, we yeah, kind of have a things just are, uh, things we're that talking pass about. Our, yeah. All right, you want to talk about Chris Pratt? Oh my God, yes. Um, I've hated him since the cat story, and I don't want to get into all the details. Right, we're, really okay, annoyed Chris me. Pratt, anyway, yes. who was you know Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park, asshole number one. <laughs> uh, you know the worst Chris, as many have called him. Um. He continually puts his foot in his mouth when he when he says things off the cuff or posts things on social media. And this week he posted a sort of love letter to his wife, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter uh, and Maria Shriver's daughter. And mm-hmm. it was just super cringy because he is that guy who's going to say things like, you know, ha ha, I'm going to forget her birthday and she chews too loudly, but get a woman who looks at you like she looks. It, it was all just very super cringy. Uh, you know, Chris is, um, he has, he hasn't been super open about it, but it's clear that he holds some conservative beliefs that he is, he belongs to a, a conservative Christian church that has very anti-gay views and I ain't excusing any of that away and, and at all. a lot of things. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay. So, I mean, I'm not saying suggesting that Chris is um, just, oh, that Chris Pratt, every time he opens his mouth, he gets in trouble. No, I mean, people have real reactions to, you know, things he professes to believe. And this one blew up because he said one of the things that she gave him, his new wife, is a healthy daughter, a healthy, beautiful daughter. People erupted with this because, you know, he was formerly acted, married to actor actress Anna Faris, and they have a son, and that son was born premature and had some developmental uh, difficulties and had to go through multiple surgeries. Um, So, you know, people erupted that he was somehow dismissing his first wife and his um his son's health issues and go i just have said i don't know listen i i I see a lot of pictures uh because what we do i've seen tons of pictures with him and with his son playing having a great time with his son i don't think he hates his son or or is disappointed with his son or anything right but as a celebrity with a public platform social media presence he should be he shouldn't just be saying whatever you know. You think you're going to type in five minutes without really thinking, or you know, what how people are going to read that. I'm sure in his mind, and he will probably will come up with 
come up with a statement or something saying that, you know, he just said that he's happy that she's gorgeous and healthy, that he wasn't really connecting the two things, you know, his son with the new daughter. I believe that. But at the same time, like, you typed that. I mean, it never occurred to you to just like, wait a minute, I shouldn't say this because this is how people are going to read, especially that everyone hates me right now. So that type of thing. I right. Mean, but he went with it anyway. And, and we were talking about it. Then you made the point that maybe he, he knew, maybe he was just joking and he knew that people were going to get upset and he went I mean, with it anyway. There's uh we're going to wind up talking about Kim Kardashian in a little bit. Um, and, you know, before we flipped on the mics, we were talking about both of them. And of course, the deliberateness of all of her actions is the underlying story and everything she does. So alternately, when, when Chris Pratt's name came up in the pre-show discussion, I brought that. I was like, for all we know, he because he constantly gets into these sort of kerfuffles where he says these mildly, mm-hmm. you can't tell. And then, you know, when someone who does it that often online, well, we call that person a troll. We don't, you know. So it's kind of hard to tell whether is he just an idiot who keeps, you know, with fucked up beliefs who keeps, you know, letting them slip out. Right. Or is he like, and, you know, he wouldn't be the first conservative celebrity who likes to do a little trolling online and get a, getting a reaction. Right. Because it is one of those states that almost feels perfectly crafted to if you look at it in a certain way you might consider it offensive but on the other hand he's got a lot of deniability and he's free to tell people that they're overreacting to something and it's just one of those perfect troll statements so i don't know i just know that boy chris pratt really seems to get in trouble a lot for saying these weirdly dumb things like so i don't know i don't know he might think he's being funny but i mean just affect i mean if you look at the picture he posted, uh, and he just captured that. I mean, I'm not saying she's always like that, looking at him, staring like that. It was a little, but you know, but if you Christian lo- girl autumn for me, I yeah, just couldn't. But if you look at the picture of her staring at him, the way she's staring at him, and I'm sure he chose that frame, um, and what he said, just look at the way she's looking at, you know, find you, find you somebody that looks at you like that. I mean, right. it's just and so... And gives you children. Oh, my God. And then he talks about, like, how she does everything for him, and then he doesn't mind opening a jar of pickles every now and then for her. Yeah, just, it was the Oh, most, my uh, God. It's just, like, hitting every Yeah, and That's why I'm like, you know, I wouldn't put it past him that this is all carefully crafted trolling. It I doesn't know. hurt his career when these things blow up. Like, you think he's not going to do another Guardians of the Galaxy? He's fine. That, and I just, you know, I don't want to tell people how to react to things because the last time I did that with uh, fucking John Mulaney, I was being yelled at for, like, <laughs> t- two weeks. But... It is sort of related to that discussion about parasocial relationships. And I have to admit, you wrote a very angry response on Twitter last night. And my thought was, well, this just sort of wrecks our whole thing about parasocial relationships. Because you're clearly very angry at him. But um, whatever. People get angry at celebrities, and I understand that. I do think... And we had another minor kerfuffle this week about Brad and Angelina. I do think that people... um, take sides in celebrity divorces and then act like they made a moral choice instead of a fan-based mm-hmm. choice. Like, celebrities utilize the... Pre- the, the thing about uh, Brad and Angelina was, you know, this very fluffy pro-Brad story came out from Us Magazine about how hard he's finding it because of the divorce and the custody and blah, blah, blah. And I, we said, like I said, I'm, I'm fascinated by the way these two uh, use the media against it because they do. And they, we wrote a whole chapter about this in "Everyone Wants to Be Me or Do Me" about how celebrity right, couples right, right. use the media to hash out their breakup. But it is fascinating that this is going on years and years after their breakup. They are still rehashing uh, their issues with each right, other right. in the press, and. Um, immediately got all these Angelina fans jumping on her ass. And, and I had a laugh because one of them was like, he's the one that's putting all these stories out. She's just minding her own business. And I'm like, oh, honey, she's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. If you really think that she is not controlling her own publicity, like what the, that's the kind of, that's when I start getting on my high horse about pop culture literacy, about the fact, and this is also social media fueled where, mm-hmm. And I've said this before, one of the good, say what you will about the early aughts blogging era, the Perez Hilton era, when it was all so nasty and it was very misogynistic. I'm not defending any of that, but it was based on a healthy cynicism for the world of celebrity. And that, the backlash against that kind of blogging um, 
has resulted in this highly credible form of entertainment journalism. You went from making fun of celebrities to to believing every like single press release. You, you pretty much like putting them on a pedestal and defending and them defending, to outsiders. Yeah, yes, yes. So culture. we went from one extreme, one to the extreme other. to the other, and you know. Uh, of course, all these Angelina fans thought that I was, you know, justifying his because apparently, you know, there are domestic abuse charges against him. And uh, I'm not even. No, no. Because you again, you are half of them had Angelina um, pictures as their, you know, their thumb. You know, well, their, yeah, that's how you their do. user profile picture. They're all fan. They're all stands. Right. Um, and they take their Stanish devotion to this person and they elevate it to a moral issue. So for you to say anything mildly bad about Angelina, or mildly cynical about Angelina Jolie is to support domestic abuse. Like, that's the response. And you're like, all right, but I that's can't. That's social media reading. If you're not That's defending, stan culture. That's standard on social media. If you're not defending whoever they like or you know, are right. fanatic right. about there. If you don't defend them a hundred percent, then you're wrong. There's something wrong with you. We uh, always call it. You didn't say the thing. Yeah. It's a type of criticism. We get, we just <laughs> yeah. got a oh long email this week about oh you didn't say God. the thing. You didn't say the thing yes. <clears throat> where it's not a criticism of anything we did say. It's a criticism of the things that they think we should have said and didn't say. It, it, and it, it, it's when you get into stand culture and it stands are the only people who send these kind of messages to you. When you get into stand culture, there is just a checklist of items. If you are going to talk about, you know, this person, then you have to say this, 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 it's and this if you have that, that you have blasphemed. It's this idea that if you post a picture of a sandwich that you're eating uh, on Instagram, and then you just say how great the sandwich is, then you get criticized because you didn't talk about the cheese, you didn't talk about the farmers, right. uh, you know, all the issues. You with didn't farmers. say the thing. You didn't talk about all the other things that are in your head right. when you look at that picture. It's not my job uh, to voice to, your opinion or to cover every detail, or every right. every issue, or every aspect of whatever you're looking at it's it, it's not right it, it if you want to disagree with something that i said specifically absolutely um but if your whole then, yeah. complaint is and like we said we got one long email this you, week yeah. which was simply you didn't say these things I and you it, should have i call it i can't believe it's not butter right uh <laughs> there's always one comment that says i cannot believe you didn't say something i cannot right. believe you i'm didn't. so disappointed yeah in there is anyway. a reason why i didn't uh, why don't you just ask me instead right. of being or so disagree with the opinions yeah. that uh -huh. I have posted anyway. instead of telling me what I should have uh, posted. Anyway, um, but this goes back, like I said, to a certain credibility, credulity when it comes to celebrity press releases or celebrity social media posts that just rally these people around them who never look at these things in a right. cynical manner. Right. So, um, you know, Chris Pratt bad, Anna Faris good. And I have, look, look, I don't like Chris Pratt at all. I'm not here to defend him at all. On the other hand, I don't know Anna Faris from Boo. True. So me rallying behind her is, to me, I'm like, well, that would just be weird. Yes, I think that sounded like an asshole Instagram post. But well, that's my point, yeah. The way people rallied behind her, I was like, well, you don't know her. And for all I know, she's terrible. I don't know who she is. I can is. only go by what you do or what you say, what you type. Fair. So Fair. he typed a stupid <laughs> stupid thing stupid thing but that doesn't um, mean i have to rally around no, her like she's some no, sort of victim i, I didn't even it, mention her name these kind yeah. of things yeah. make the make like it makes her sound like well she's just sitting at home crying over chris pratt and I'm maybe like, she's not yeah i think it's more than likely she's not it's been years and years in fact i think she either is married or seeing someone else and it immediately it's these morality plays that come up around and it's right. very right like Punch and Judy, it is so basic, like puppet show morality plays that sometimes I'm surprised how, I'm like, wow, you're really going to sit there and argue that, you know, man, bad, woman, good, or whatever. I'm, that's not even a good, uh, here's a perfect example. Let's segue into this. Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's all over the news this week because um, <laughs> now she was in New she? York last week for two things. Uh, you know, her her base is on the West Coast, obviously, and she only spends she do, she doesn't really spend that much time in New York for a celebrity. But she was in town for the uh, Saturday Night Live where she was hosting, and then she received the WSJ Innovators Award. She was one of several right. uh, people. We posted about yeah, yeah, we posted about it, but. She has stayed in New York, or she keeps coming back to New York. I know that um, the first time she was photographed with Pete Davidson holding hands, I believe that was on the West Coast. I think he flew out to see her, but then mm -hmm. she's been back in the city, and there's all these rumors flying around that she at one point went out, to, went over to Staten Island to have dinner with him, which that's where he lives. 
Um, so rumor mill, rumor mill, rumor mill. And <laughs> I, look, I just got to sit there and say, you go, girl. You, I mean, here's the thing about Kim Kardashian. We had a long talk about her pre-show to, to sort of hash out our thing. And again, much like Chris Pratt, I'm not here to defend her from anything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, um, you know, she's certainly not someone I would want to know. She's not what I would call like a like an admirable person. Not not in a. I mean, she promotes a very shallow lifestyle. It's you know she could very easily be uh, accused of promoting you know eating disorders in millions of girls. So I'm not holding her up for any sort of you know defense or even respect. However, I've been covering her for so long. She's been around for so long that. I get exhausted by the um, moralizing that pops up every time she does something. At the end of the day, what she does, which is she is a person who is famous for being famous, and mm-hmm. she has leveraged that right. into uh, a, a financial, you know, windfall. She she is a, a millionaire, close to a billionaire at this point. What she does is one of the oldest things in the entertainment industry. I mean, right. you can find people in the 1800s who were famous for being fa- women who were famous for being famous who flitted around the newspaper columns and married successions of wealthy right, right, men. Right. Like this is a very old archetype in entertainment. And the only thing I can say about Kim Kardashian is that she's actually better at it than anybody who else who has done it. She has achieved a level of fame and a level of fortune that nobody else who does what she does. And there have been thousands of women in in the last century and a half who have done exactly yeah, what... But she has the help of social media, which is huge. Um, and fine, the but whole I'm, family I just... That. I just people get so upset like right. that she's famous for being famous or that she's rich. And I'm right. like, yeah, okay. There's nothing new about that. Like, okay. But there's right. a, there's a certain level of it that gets very moralistic because of course her big entry into fame was a sex tape. Right. Um, and I'm not asking anyone to applaud that or whatever, but at some point the moralizing over this gets a little tired. Like, okay. I mean, again, she's not someone I respect, but, um, and I did say this, when it comes to everybody else in her family, mm-hmm. she is the only one that has achieved, has carved out a space in the culture for yes. herself yeah. where a certain amount of respect is bestowed, like the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. There's a certain amount of respect bestowed on Kim, and then she became involved in politics. You know, I, I, My point is, in a world full of real housewives... I don't find her nearly as objectionable as I find those women, right. those what, screeching harpies who do nothing. Like, Kim is doing shit. Like, whether I agree with it or not, she is working her ass off. Uh, there are s- several things about it. Number one is I'm always fascinated by the idea that it's her fault uh, or her family's fault. It isn't. To be honest, it isn't. Uh, she's just collect- taking advantage of a system. She's just collecting what's being handing t- handed to her. Yeah. Um, that's what's going on. Uh, and is she going to say no to all this money and fame and, and, and fortune? No, of course not. Um, and as you said, at least, you know, at least she had a tape. She had something. Um, she so, leveraged that thing. Right. And But I just find it fascinating how fascinating how um, it, started, it starts with her and then all of a sudden every single member in her household yeah <laughs> becomes famous that i find so fascinating because it's like these people just become famous for no reason whatsoever like her her sister actually has more money it's close to having more money than she does because um but okay but when we say they for their fame they're rich for no reason they're they're, they're rich, they're rich for, for no reason Come on. They're rich for a whole shit ton of very lucrative contracts that they have signed and fulfilled. Like, it's not ditch digging. It's not neurosurgery. But the idea that money just fell on them because they're popular on social. No, money fell on them because they made a, they leveraged that. And they hooked themselves into products and and companies. Yeah, but if if I had a makeup line, it wouldn't sell one item. Uh, that's my point. My point is that that's true of Rihanna. Are you right. are you mad at her? Yes, but at, everyone's selling something. Uh, my point Billie, exactly. Billie Eilish is selling uh, perfume now. Um, Goop I, is selling vagina candles. I, I understand like, all that, but at least these people have a voice, a career, a talent, and sh- they have none. And they're famous because they're famous. Um, that's that's the bottom line here. Social media 
this doesn't bother me. I'm no, not it do, I'm not. It doesn't bother me. I'm just explaining how I think that's right. how it goes. Uh, social media has sped up the process. It has always right. been there, but social media has created this environment when people can become very, very famous in a very, very short uh, period of time. Right. Um, and her sister, for example, is only selling the insane amount of makeup she's selling because of Kim Kardashian. It's just and, and her, the other sister and so on and so on and so on. And that's why these people are zillionaires because of that. Um, I don't really blame them. I blame people who buy that shit. Right. Uh, who supports them. Um, why are you doing it? I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear or, you know, read a study about why are these people so fascinated by people like her and her family or, or the housewives or, or it's, it's fascinating to me. I, I, I can, I can even, I could even watch them, but I wouldn't buy something just because they're selling yeah, I, I, I think I would wind up rehashing everything I've already said. I, right. I, I'm not. I don't admire her. I'm not defending her, except that she to say that the only thing that makes Kim stand out from a whole host of other people, Paris Hilton, all the Real Housewives, all of them, is that she's really, really good at what they're all doing, and she gets criticized for that way more. Um, I actually do on a small level, like I said, I do slightly respect that she she hunkered down and she carved out something for herself that none of her sisters have. Not even the one that's walking runways has the kind of legitimacy that has been bestowed on Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. by people like Anna Winter and by, you know, Kim Jones. She's doing this collaboration with Kim Jones. She just won a WSJ Innovators Award. I realize these celebrity awards are bullshit. It's not the Nobel Prize, but... Um, she has done stuff with her. I don't see a real housewife doing this. I don't see Paris Hilton doing this and I don't even see her own sisters doing it. Right. I will give her credit for that. And I do find as someone, this is what I, we write about. We write about celebrities and stuff like that. So she is someone we cover. I have no problem with covering her. And we have been told many times over the years that we should be ashamed for covering her. And I'm like, yeah, she's a celebrity like all the other ones. Like, I, you know, we don't cover people that we just find morally, you know, perfect. We, that's just not what our site is. So, and, and it shouldn't be what an entertainment, you know, website is. You, you're going to wind up covering a lot of people that are not particularly admirable to a lot of like, right. do you think I love covering Johnny Depp when he's on a, I try and avoid it as much as possible, but there are times when you have to. Uh, there are other just truly loathsome people that I we wind up covering mm -hmm. just because, well, they're celebrities. This is the world that we cover. So she's dating him or going out with she's uh, not. Pete Davids. I don't think they're dating Yeah, him. to bring this all full circle. And, and Kanye West is out already. Say, oh, my God. Say he this. unfriended she, her and then he made a comment about, and all of this is just players playing. He said that she's still my wife. I haven't seen the divorce papers yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> because all of them, Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, biggest attention whores in the yeah. industry. And I mean, it's about time we had a conversation about Pete Davidson. Oh my God, like, really? Do we have uh, to? No, only in the sense that that dude is an attention whore oh on the God. same level yes. as like, yes. he's, he found his match with her. He found his match with Kanye. Like people act like that whole, you know, that stud thing he's got going on is just, well, he's got that big dick energy and I'm sure that is part of it. But it, this is so manipulated. These these celebrity women line up to be seen with Pete Davidson, and then they disappear from his life because there's no there's nothing really going on there. But he's just someone you use, right, right. And she and they are using each other. He and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. It's like a threesome of attention whores using yeah. each other. <laughs> it's true. And people get all caught up in this drama. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I'm sitting here on the side quietly applauding all three of them because wow, you are gaming that system brilliantly. Um, but he's dating all these women. He he's must not have dating something. these women. Bullshit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm not saying he has, doesn't date any of them. I'm sure he gets plenty of what he wants. But um, I think 90% of these, you know, seen with Pete Davidson stories are simply planted by publicists Probably. and, yeah. you know, utilized yeah. by stars. Right. It's great. Uh, you know, how much is... They're both being talked about all week long. We are devoting, you know what, 15 minutes of our podcast <laughs> to fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but True. my point, again, is, um, I don't know, I guess because we've been in this game so long, I these things don't upset me. Like, that. all right, like, good for you. You are manipulating the press. You're getting everyone to talk about right. you. Good for you. Good for you, Kim. You got a WSJ Innovators Award. I don't think, you know, you 
you bought and paid for that, I think you just impressed enough people in power and influence that they gave it. And right. That's these, the game. These that's things don't the upset me. I only get upset with celebrities when um, when they say something that affects, you know, they say something that affects people. Uh, you know, something right. homophobic or something against right. women or something against, you know, a black person or anything like that. That really upsets me and, and I get annoyed. But if if just them being them, being stupid, <clears throat> shallow and, you know, that's how they Where are. Where would we be without stupid celebrities? Come on. What would we all talk about? Politics? The only Please. advice that I give anyone uh, who isn't breathing <laughs> celebrity 24-7 like we are uh, is to just be... Just be skeptical, you know, just, just, uh, I don't know, just don't read something and immediately believe what you're reading. Uh, who always, 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 yeah. always, with all things, ask the I question, know. who benefits? Who yeah. is benefiting right, from the right. story? And then proceed from there. Um, and that is as true with celebrity as it is with politics and business right. and anything else in the world. I hate to sound really super cynical, like everybody's trying to get one over on you, but when it comes to millionaires with publicity teams that is the first question you should be asking and yes pete davidson is a millionaire with a publicity team just like kanye and yeah. and kim and you know they all are most of, <clears throat> excuse me most of the time what you read online has been drafted 24 48 hours before you actually saw it that that you know, thing right. that you think that just came out. No. <laughs> right. That thing was studied and 40 people met yeah. to, to talk There's about. There's very little spontaneity in yeah, the world. Exactly. Very, very little. <laughs> exactly. Everything is planned and discussed before it comes yeah. out. So they have, they have, they have a plan. They have a reason why. They exactly. And we're yeah. just here on the sidelines being the cynical bitches telling yes, you yes, all yes. to just look at everything with a skeptical eye. That's all we're saying. And yeah, don't get moralistic about celebrities. They're little clowns and tumblers. You can take them or leave them, but none of them uh, prefigure the downfall of society, not even Kim Kardashian. Anyway, that's my little thought for today. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with whatever crosses our eyes or crosses our desk. I think we might do a little TV and movie review yes, stuff next week. Probably. We were ill-prepared for this one, but... I actually love talking about celebrity no, too, stuff too, and, and unpacking it in a smart sort of way. I mean, I like to think we unpack it in a smart sort of way. So anyway. Uh, in a chatty sort of in way. In a chatty. You're just <laughs> chatting in the lunchroom with your two favorite homosexuals. Uh, we've built an entire business yes. and brand on that. Anyway, uh, until next week when we'll, we'll be back with whatever crosses our eyes or crosses our desk, please take care of yourself. Get your booster shots. Yes. Love you, mean it. And kids now. Kids can get Five to 11. Yes. yes, let's go. Yes. All right, Think love you, mean it. it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 